0: Hi everyone, my name is Maxim Damling, and I'm happy to welcome you to our today's podcast about costs proper to the employer. So what are costs proper to the employer? These are expenses which are incurred by employees in the context of their employment agreements and reimbursed by the employer. Typically this reimbursement of of these costs can be made on the basis of actual expenses or what we also see in practice is that many companies opt for monthly lump sum allowances to cover these expenses. To tell you more about this topic, I have invited three of my colleagues. Ingrid Kiné from our PwC Reward and Personal Income Tax Team, Olivier Chapelle from our PwC Legal Employment Law Team, and Gauthier Wall from our PwC Legal Tax Litigation Team. So, welcome to our podcast. I suggest that we start. So, uh, Olivier, can you tell our listeners uh, what is a trigger for employers to introduce or revise their costs proper to the employer structure?
1: Yes, thank you, Maxime, of course. Uh, actually, the trigger uh, for employers to introduce or revise their policies in that regard can be different. It can be an ask from the employees themselves. Who wants to receive a reimbursement or a more important reimbursement. It can be a decision of the employer itself who wants to simplify administrative burden linked to the reimbursement of cost or to increase the net in pocket uh, of the employees. But it can also be a uh, reaction to a social audit uh, uh, because sometimes it is required as a result of that audit to adopt or revise those policies. Uh, first of all, As you said, it's important to clarify what we mean by uh, reimbursement of costs. Uh, Those reimbursement of costs proper to the employer can be made uh, based on on actual expenses or on the basis of lump sum amounts. And basically, there are three types of reimbursement of costs. The first one, based on actual expenses, is the one we, we, I think, all know about. Uh, You incur a cost, you have a ticket for that, you fill in expense notes and you get a reimbursement from your, your employer. Uh, the second and the third one are lump sum uh, reimbursement, but the second is lump sum reimbursement based on what we will call, from a legal standpoint or a tax standpoint, a reimbursement based on serious um, and consistent standards. Usually, from a tax perp- perspective, it means based on a ruling obtained with the tax authorities. And the last one, the third one, is a lump sum reimbursement as well but not based on serious and consistent standards, so usually out uh, of the scope of a tax uh, ruling. And given the fact that this reimbursement should in principle not be considered as a taxable salary, it is very interesting for the employees uh, to, to receive it because for them it's a net in the pocket very important for the employer as well not only because it is gross to net uh, reimbursement but also because uh, this uh, these reimbursements are not subject to to indexation and in these times of of very important inflation uh, and of indexation uh, that can go up to 10 12 percent depending on the sector where you're active in uh, it is very uh, key for employers to know that reimbursement of costs are not subject to indexation. So done properly, a cost uh, reimbursement policy can bring a lot of advantages, not only for the employees, but also for the employers. Um, That being said, when setting up those policies, it is very important to take into account not only the tax uh, aspects of uh, the matter, but also the, the practices accepted By the social security authorities, because those are not always aligned.
0: Okay, so thank you Olivier. Uh, So what you are saying is that these two different authorities can have, can take a different position regarding the amounts granted by employers. Perhaps Ingrid, can you comment on this?
2: Yes, of course. Thank you, Maxime. We will start with the position
0: of the Belgian tax
2: authorities. Um, It's always possible to request a tax ruling um, to the tax authorities in Belgium and the purpose is to confirm that the reimbursement of certain costs can be considered as costs proper to the employer and uh, should not be considered as salary, so submitted to taxes. It's pragmatic to request a ruling before the policy is put in place by the employer, because the ruling is in principle valid for five years. Um, The the tax authorities, when they give a a ruling, um, it gives more legal certainty, because the tax authorities are bound by the decision that they give. Um, On the other hand, regarding the social security authorities, um, it's really important uh, to note that they are not bound by the ruling um, obtained by the tax authorities. Um, There is no possibility of requesting a, a ruling to the social security authorities in order for them to confirm that uh, the cost can be considered as cost-proper to the employer and is not subject to Social Security. That's why we recommend um, to comply with common practices and position approved by the National Social Security Office and the tax authorities um, before, because, like I said, it's not possible for them to uh, give a, a ruling.
1: Indeed, I fully uh, agree with what you just said and speaking about those differences we see in practice between the practices that can be accepted by the Social Security authorities and the outcome of uh, rulings uh, that we see uh, granted by the tax authorities, we can take two examples. The first one would be the representation costs, Uh, so these are usually the, the reimbursement of small gifts made to clients or to to, to colleagues uh, sometimes, uh, so that's one hand uh, for one uh, item, and the other example would be the home working allowance that we know far better far, far better since uh, COVID and the increasing uh, exercise of teleworking. With regard to home working allowance, it's quite easy because both social security authorities and tax authorities do apply the same amount, do accept the same maximum amount on the basis of the same conditions. So when you get a ruling for a home uh, office allowance, you can have the uh, assurance that social security authorities will look at it the same way. It's not the case for representation costs, for instance, because even if you get a ruling for those costs the social security authorities might accept the principle of reimbursing those costs on a lump sum basis, so without supporting documents, but they will usually accept an amount that will be far lower than the one which can be accepted by the tax authorities in the context of a a ruling. And precisely on that subject matter, in a recent case uh, we had to deal with, a company was audited by the social security authorities And it was then uh, considered by the social inspector that certain reimbursements, amongst which those those representation costs, uh, could not qualify as costs proper to the employer, even though those were accepted by the tax authorities in the context of a ruling. And this reimbursement, or part of them, uh, have then been requalified, reconsidered as being remuneration by the social security authorities, triggering the obligation to regularize the situation, meaning to uh, uh, pay social security contributions to the NSSO on that uh, concerned uh, amount. So key to indeed take into account both practices, not only tax practices, but also social security uh, angle.
3: Yeah, yeah, Olivier, and in the case you you explained, um, in case of tax audit, it cannot be ruled out that the tax authorities decide to adopt the same position uh, as the, the social security authorities when there is no tax ruling, so that's uh very important to uh take into consideration both uh tax and social security aspects uh when implementing a a cost uh, policy uh as you said more broadly uh there is a, a huge interconnection between taxation and and social securities um in practice one follows the other one um and that means that in in practice as such Uh, For instance, every breach regarding social security uh, can potentially trigger a tax audit or uh, the other way around. Uh, And that's why one of our main messages today is that the easiest way to avoid such problems is to ask for uh, a tax ruling.
0: Okay, so thank you for that. Um, So if I understand correctly, uh, the legal certainty of a tax ruling is important, but you also need need to take into account the position of the social security authorities. Um, Coming to another point, um, there's also a new reporting obligation and if I'm mistaken, uh, this will already be applicable on uh, re- costs reimbursed as from this year. Um, Ingrid, can you perhaps tell us more about this Indeed, there is a
2: new reporting obligation as from the income year 2022, like you said, Maxime, so the Fiscal Form uh, uh, 281.10-281.20, which will be established in the beginning of next year, so in the beginning of uh, 2023. Oh, until now, how did it work? So on the, the fiscal form, the amount of the reimbursement only had to be reported in case of lump sum reimbursements, which were non ba- not based on serious and consistent standards. As from now, the employer has uh, the obligation to report on the fiscal forms the amount of every reimbursement of cost proper to the employer that occurred during the year. and. Um, irrespectively to the fact that the reimbursement is made on the ba- basis of supporting documents, long-sum amounts, or based on serious and consistent standards, or not. This obligation will uh, lead to more control from the tax authorities, so it's why it's really important to be prepared. Um, we recommend you, for example, to keep a file with all the reimbursement incurred, to verify if the expense um, is not reimbursed thrice. So for example, on the basis of a lump sum amount and also based on supporting documents we recommend you as well to verify if the different reimbursement can be justified in case of control from the tax authorities. So once again, um, we can only encourage you to request a ruling in order to to obtain legal certainty on the reimbursement of costs proper to the employer.
0: Thank you Ingrid, and yeah, speaking about tax audits, Gautier, I can say that this is your cup of tea. Uh, can you share with our listeners your experience and what you see in recent audits?
3: Yeah, um, first of all we observe in practice that the authorities, uh, I mean authorities, so tax authorities but also social security authorities carry out increasingly audits and especially towards company Um, You know The idea behind the new reporting obligations explained by Ingrid is that in the past some companies might have used the notion of cost proper to the employer in order to grant sums that were maybe not always in line with the legislation. And that's why this new reporting obligation is is now a hot topic for the the authorities. Uh, And the reason is simple, for the Belgian state, that's an easy way to find money in those uh, turbulent times. Um, important to note also uh, that given the similarities between taxation and, and social security, the future of the audit is joint audit. So when I mean joint audit in the case at hand, that means uh, tax audit interconnected with social security audit. And yeah, as explained by, by Ingrid, uh companies have to be prepared Um, And a final point I'd like to touch upon is that sometimes uh, companies realize that the way they implemented their uh, cost policy in the past was maybe not fully uh, in line with legislation. And it's important to point out that in this kind of situation, it's always possible to spontaneously rectify uh, their situation. Of course, it depends on every situation, but uh, deception has to be considered.
0: Okay, thank you Gautier, Ingrid and Olivier for your interesting insights on this topic. So, if I may sum up, the introduction of cost proper to the employer in comp and man packages can be interesting from both a reward, but also from an employer cost perspective. However, the availability of a policy, a tax ruling, and the underlying supporting documents become more and more important especially taking into account the increasing amount of audits that will be performed by the tax and social security authorities. So thank you all again uh, and also to our listeners. And I would like to invite you all to our other PwC Workforce podcasts. and have a nice day.